Welcome, everybody, to Why Did I Like It? I am the nefarious Mike A. Sims. And of course, this is the show where we take something from my childhood or, or me under 12 years old and try to watch it or play with it or use it now and see why I like that thing. Now, last episode, I actually was using a Gigapet, which was a 101 Dalmatians Gigapet. Nobody messaged me saying they want it. So that thing is just somewhere Actually, it's right there next to me. I was trying to be cool. It's right next to me. Took the batteries out. It was a very interesting episode. Uh, that, in turn, led to me discussing one of my favorite Christmas movies, Jingle All the Way. And I said I was going to do a watch along with Jingle All the Way, which I was planning on doing until I realized that I'd rather do that for Christmas. I mean, it, like, because Christmas will come around and I'm going to end up doing Home Alone, which I said, but I was like, I could just do a different Christmas movie every year. Because in my mind, I'm going to be doing this podcast for the rest of my life. Now, having said that, I decided since Halloween is soon, I think it's in like at this time or time of recording, it's on the 19th. And um, because of how time works, it's going to be the 31st. So, you know, uh, it'll be in a few uh, days or weeks or whatever, because that's how time is. Um, I don't know if you're familiar with time, but it's a thing that keeps going. So I decided today <laughs> to watch a horror movie, but I don't remember liking much. Okay. The horror movies that I liked as kids were like Friday the 13th and you know, Freddy Krueger, because unlike now where we're afraid for kids to do, do well, let me, okay, let me backtrack before I sound like some, some old fuddy-duddy, which that phrase made me sound like an old fuddy-duddy. But um, now we're a little bit more reserved with what we show kids and what they experience. I mean, I know they can just Google it or pick up a phone or YouTube it or see it on TikTok or Snapchat or whatever. But we try not to, I would say as myself, I can speak for myself as a parent. I try not to let Braden see, my son see some crazy things. Meanwhile, we were kids watching Terminator 2 Judgment Day, Robocop, Alien, and Aliens. You're wondering what these movies all have in common. They're all rated R movies. And I'm not talking kid as in like 12, 30. I'm talking like seven, eight years old. Like I was very young watching these movies. One of the ones that I used to see and would come on, okay, because back when I was younger also, a lot of the TV shows, a lot of movies would come on networks that, TV shows were on, which all TV shows are on networks. So, for example, Channel 11, which showed, you know, Star Trek and whatever else on Sunday afternoons would have movies come on. So they'd be usually movies from the 80s because this was the 90s. So 80s and 70s, you know, so you'd have your your Footloose. You'd have your Honey, I Shrunk the Kids, Batteries Not Included, Johnny Five, all that kind of stuff, Mannequin. But then you'd have stuff like Teen Wolf, you know. And I remember seeing Teen Wolf because one, it was Michael J. Fox. And when you're younger, you just see, especially back when it was typecasting like crazy, you see Back to the Future, which is one of my favorite, Back to the Future Part 2 in particular. One was a little creepy because even as a kid, I would ask my mother, like, wait, so who's that girl? I like, I like, I kind of understood. I didn't know what the implications were of him going back in time and his mother falling in love with him. But even as a kid, I was like, that's weird. But 2 is phenomenal to me. So I love Michael J. Fox. I, I mean, really, just anybody from the 90s loved Michael J. Fox, even if you didn't, or in 90s and 80s. may not have watched him on whatever show he was on, but we loved him. So when Teen Wolf would come on, I would watch it, but I don't remember anything about the plot. And I love Teen Wolf so much that even when they rebooted it for MTV and made it into a, the typical MTV, CW, back in the day, WB, like teenage, like sexy, like just unbelievably unrealistic just you know teenage lives which persist to this day if you watch Riverdale on on you know CW they live lives that are unreal like the amount of intercourse these kids have their Porsches and the fact that their parents are never home it was you know very big uh, back in my day as well so when they rebooted Teen Wolf it was that but the original Teen Wolf when they rebooted it became like the sexy whatever is supposed to be version that we do but the original Teen Wolf from the 80s I don't remember it being anything like that but I also don't remember it at all like not even a little bit. So this is going to be about an hour and a half. So what I'm going to do today is do a little differently. I'm going to do a watch along. I'm not going to pause it. Normally when I watch something, I will pause it. First things first, I'm not going to say time codes because I know some people when they do watch alongs, which is where you press play and you watch the movie alongside me because I don't want to have this demonetized or sued or any of those various things that happen whenever you even slightly kind of marginally repost something, which as a... Uh, as a content creator, my goodness, is that a fine line to walk. So let's not have Ryan feel the need to message me some sort of antagonistic vitriol that'll crush my spirit for that day. And let's just, you know, have Teen Wolf be playing in the background as you guys watch along yourself. Side note, 
Uh, it is good to know that I did promise him I'd be doing Jingle All The Way. And he's not even going to know that I'm not doing Jingle All The Way until he's listening to this podcast. So, surprise, we're doing Teen Wolf today. And this is in honor of Halloween. Now, I don't know if Teen Wolf is considered a, a horror movie. I'm pretty sure it's not because, I mean, as I'm looking at the description right now, it says comedy. It was also made in 1985. If you're just new to this podcast, I don't do much research, if any, because I like to come into these things completely just, I guess, fresh. And I want to, you know, experience it now with the lens I have now, while also kind of thinking in regards to how I would have seen it back then. Hence the phrase, why did I like it? So let's get into this, actually, because I know that this is a movie made in the 80s. So the credit sequence is probably going to be about 20 minutes long. Uh, and it's an hour and 32 minutes and 21. <laughs> I almost said cents. It's an hour, 32 minutes and 21 cents long. And I'm actually looking at it right now, free to watch on YouTube, which is crazy. This is also what I was using as like a, a, a my modern day blockbuster. For those of you who don't know, no, you know, you know, I'm not even going to explain what blockbuster is. You know what a blockbuster is. Even if you're like eight years old, you know what a blockbuster is. My cousin, my niece is nine and she knows blockbuster. All right. So let's get started into Teen Wolf. I'm going to put the subtitles on, figure out how to do that. It is TV PG. So as long as there's parents over, oh, hold on. That lion, the lion noise is from from MGM played. I saw something once. At the beginning of MGM movies, they'd have that lion. And I saw something that showed that they took the picture of that lion with like them harnessing it. I don't know how, I feel like it was fake. It had to have been. But again, then again, it was the 1950s. And even now in 2022, human and, and animal rights are often, you know, maligned. But it's like, wait, what do you mean we have to just treat you as an equal? What do you mean I can't say words that offend you? What do you mean that I have to be more understanding of people's differences. That's ridiculous. Like, isn't it crazy? So yeah, Team Wolf is, like I thought, bunch of opening credits, casting by Paul Ventura. Let's see if I know anybody else. Oh, I missed most of the actually opening cast because I was too busy talking about equality, which is weird. It's not the kind of podcast, Mike. This is not a poli-sci class. Okay. It's very strange that in the 80s, I mean, this is a holdover from the 70s. Everybody forgets that the current generation is usually informed by the previous one. So, for example, when people are so shocked that, you know, people in high school wore baggy pants, uh, people that were my age in high school, 36 now, my high school, wore baggy pants. It's like, yeah, because even if they're wearing baggy pants now, directed by Rod Daniel, then they would be wearing baggy pants back then because they were informed by the previous generation and so on and so forth. So this opening credits of a movie has to be a holdover from the 70s when they would do full-on songs and have, you know, art in the back. And we're opening, oh, very cool. We're opening on what's clearly a light, but it's supposed to be shaped like the moon as Michael J. Fox comes into frame, exhaling deeply. Huge fan of Michael J. Fox. Huge fan. I know he's been battling Parkinson's, which is why he hasn't really made any forays back into television. But I remember he actually did pop back into TV. I have to say, another hallmark of 80s movies is that, you know, whenever there's a basketball scene, the majority of the players are white and not to, you know, which I'm doing anyway, but racing anything, but it is very, it's just an interesting thing to see. A, <laughs> oh, there's, as I said that, a black basketball player just popped into frame. I don't recognize any of the other actors. That one dude, looked, I mean, the, the only uh, black player just completely bodied, like just murked or just destroyed Michael J. Fox. I'm assuming this is to show us that before he becomes a teen wolf, he is just a teen boy. And as a teen boy, he is doing nothing. Okay. This other guy who just popped in the frame has chest hair and arm hair. I didn't have, I barely have chest hair and arm hair now. So maybe it's just me, but seriously. No, actually no, because Michael J. Fox is clearly young here. Who's that yawning? She looks familiar too. Um, there's a woman, there's a young lady in the stands yawning at it. Okay, there's also a very portly young man on the team. And I guess chest hair was the order of the day because the coach also has a ton of chest hair. Actually, the coach of one of these players was the same age. In comes the obligatory man in a suit to uh, frown at whatever the ongoings are. Okay, so Michael J. Fox's team is so terrible at basketball that the coach is like, <laughs> the coach is like hey, you guys want to get out of here? <laughs> Michael J. Okay, I'm saying now, nobody's interested. Okay, they're losing... 65 to 12. 65 is the other team. 12 is Michael J. Fox's team, which is called the Beavers. The mascot's even sitting on the couch. I mean, if you're doing the watch along, I am at 4 minutes and 11 seconds, 12 seconds, 13 seconds, 14 seconds, 15 seconds into the movie so far. If you want to catch up, if you're doing an actual watch along, remember, it's free on YouTube, so why not? Uh, Michael J. Fox 
Okay, this is the band that he just took the ball from is clearly in his 40s or 50s. I mean, they really didn't care about ages when they were casting back in the 80s and 70s and even the 90s because there were some people playing high schoolers like Stacey Dash and Clueless was like 38. And nothing wrong with any of that. More power to you. But I mean, you could just tell the difference between somebody who's, I mean, you know, 30 something versus someone who's actually like early, like late teens, early 20s. Michael J. Fox, by the way, grabbing the ball. From that grown man who's probably 40 year old, probably has a kid Michael J. Fox's age. That man's supposed to be a teenager. Shoots and misses as they go into the showers. The coach is just goofing around. Hey, it's just a game. Says the coach of the team. As he says, you bozos better shape up. You know what? I'm going to start using the word bozos again. <laughs> I feel like that's so insulting. I feel like bozo is such an insulting word. Like, Oh, this guy's an idiot. Oh, whatever. You guy's stupid. Whatever. This guy's a bozo. Like, whoa, 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 whoa. What do you mean I'm a bozo? Classic Gatorade bottles. I love seeing old school logos. Um, the portly guy of the team, Michael J. Fox, is now approaching him and uh, taking all the snacks out of his uh, locker. Look at that. Like, set design is just also fantastic. Random sweaty socks around McDonald's and all the different franchises. And then the cool guy with sunglasses walks in with a shirt that says, life sucks, <laughs> and then you die. <laughs> okay, I'm going to try not to laugh into the microphone because uh, my producer, Brian, says that when I laugh into the microphone, first of all, it's me enjoying myself, which he doesn't like. And two, it can uh, distort the sound, so I'm going to try to avoid that. But my man just walked in with a shirt with sunglasses in the 80s. Ooh, oh my goodness. There's a long hair in Michael J. Fox's chest. Wait, are we not going to know why he's a teen wolf? Okay, seriously. The black guy on the team who life sucks, then you die guy just tried to give the most inappropriate, cultural appropriation handshake to was easily blown up. But that, that young man does look like he's about like 40 as well. I'm saying the only person who's young on this team right now is Michael J. Fox. The coach, still not caring, is now shaving his face in his office. I mean, why even be on the team at this point? Like, there's no way that a team that loses this much in high school is being seen as like the popular guys. If you were on a team that constantly lost and you went back to school, you'd be like, hey, man, what's up? We had a game this weekend. The girls were like, we're not going to your game. You're not going to win. <laughs> There's no reason to go. Your jacket makes you look like a loser. <laughs> like, I feel like I'd be able to get on this team. I got to made it on the basketball team. What'd you do? Walk in the door? Oh, come on, guys. Just come on. This coach is, uh, wow, the coach is trying to figure out why Michael J. Fox is in his office. He's like, what is it, drugs, girls? And the IRS is breathing down the coach's necks. This coach is a clear con man. And he might be my favorite character this entire, this entire movie already. He's just checked out of his job. You know what? The coach is probably me right now. He's just sitting here. He's like, um, so what's the problem? Is it drugs or is it girls? The IRS is breathing down my neck. Same hair, buddy. Same energy. Michael J. Fox found a very long strand of hair in the center of his chest, which was disgusting. So the coach thinks he's uh, on puberty, I guess. On pu- do you get on puberty or do you go through puberty? Is it like a, a rite of passage? I don't remember. I feel like I'm, I have yet to hit puberty. I'm 36 years old. I feel like uh, when I hit puberty, I won't be like Michael J. Fox and go to my coach who's clearly not paying attention to my team. I feel like I'll, I wouldn't even, I don't know who I'd go to. I don't think I went to anybody when I went to puberty. I mean, if I was turning into a wolf, I wouldn't tell anybody. I'm, actually, first of all, I would tell everybody eventually, but the pre-wolf situation, I wouldn't be too keen on running around saying, hey guys, guess who's a wolf now? Uh, I guess who's becoming a wolf? Because then what if you don't become a wolf? Then you're just a liar. The coach giving bad advice. <laughs> Michael J. Fox is asking him about, you know, him staying on the team. And, you know, the coach is saying this whole thing about a kid who quit the team or whatever. And Michael J. Fox is like, so what happened to the kid? And the coach is like, I don't know who's a third stringer. This coach is a fantastic character. This coach would be viral right now. And the coach is also saying, hey, you work with your dad at your dad's job. Why do you even care about sports? This coach has life figured out. He understands that life is just a series of horrible or decent events. And the only thing that really matters is hanging out with somebody who you kind of tolerate while eating pizza with them or pasta or whatever food you really like. Michael J. Fox is sitting here trying to figure out his life at age like 16. I think back sometimes to when I was around this age and I wasn't trying to avoid being a teen wolf. I was just being a regular teenager and all the stuff you would think and say about how you're going to change the world and save the world. Not to say it's not a good thing to do. It's just that when you get older, you're like, eh, it's just so much work. When you're like 30-something, you can barely get out of bed without your back hurting. The last thing you're going to do is try to save the world. Everyone in this town is lamenting the fact that this basketball team is awful. I mean, there's no way that this is news. Like, they lost like 65 to 12. And after Michael J. Fox took the ball from that adult. And it's not just basketball, it's the schools, this town. Because, you know, when you're young, everything, this town has suffocated me. 
I mean, emo was basically built on the fact that half of the bands were started because those kids hated their towns. So it doesn't it doesn't surprise me. I mean, because emo was born out of pop punk and pop punk, you know, all that came from like the seventies and eighties. So of course, nineteen eighty five or whatever this movie came out, Michael J. Fox was already like, I want to get out of this town. You having to go somewhere? I want to go somewhere with my big dreams. Now Michael J. Fox is walking next to this this young lady talking about the team. He's still complaining. How, how, it's been like ten minutes since the movie. He's just complaining about the basketball team. Michael J. Fox, her become a Teen Wolf. His girlfriend is clearly annoyed with his constantly complaining, and I can't say I blame her. 80s characters tended to be kind of unlikable. I mean, the bullies were straight up evil. The bullies were trying to kill you. I'm sure there'll be a bully in this movie at some point because it takes place in high school. They were literally, oh, and of course, everybody's pop in the 1980s. They always owned a store. A lot of mom and pop shops. Got to tell you, I am, listen, I know underdog stories are great and everything like that, but I am not trying to work in my father's store. Like if my father ever, because he's a photographer, but if he ever decided to run a store, I'm not coming there after school and like, no, absolutely not. That is, no, that seems like hell. I feel like if, I, if if they can't get me to put my, my brain into a robot like I plan on having it happening and I have to eventually shuffle off this mortal coil, I feel like I'll die and go to a place where I have to run my father's store. Oh, okay, now they're using a dog whistle in this movie and Michael J. Fox is, wait, he turns into a Teen Wolf this early? You know what, let's, what, you know, why waste time? Let's get to the Teen Wolf and we don't have time to sit around to give you backstory. <laughs> time we listen let's go right into teen wolfing so this kid is using a dog whistle wow this is like the first two scenes between complaining about basketball and then like wow oh sorry brian i know i just popped the microphone michael j fox as this kid is blowing hard on this dog whistle rolls up in his pot and michael j fox's father's store rolls up on this kid and smacks him in the back of the head first of all that's nothing new if you're in the black community or any minority community really like it just happened i mean they're not, they're not brawling with you like you're an adult, but if you disrespect an adult and they are kind of marginally familiar with you, pow-pow. But to see Michael J. Fox working in the stores, roll up and hit this other person's kid. I think there was a whole show based around that, like somebody slapping someone else's kid. I think it was called The Slap, and it had, you know, the premise that if you slap someone else's kid, it's not yours. It's the end. Okay. Now, we, oh, another obligatory person in these 80s movies. It's the guy with that presidential look, you know, like the, the khaki pants, the navy blue shirt, and like a striped or a red tie. They like look like they're running for president of the school, and they're usually like the dean or something. And Michael J. Fox was running through the hallways carrying a bunch of stuff, and his name was Mr. Thorne. Okay, that character had a slow introduction where they paused on his feet and slowly went up, so that means that he's going to be something important. And Mr. Thorne, I mean, come on now. That just sounds dark. Maybe he's the one who made Michael J. Fox into a Teen Wolf. And yes, I will say Michael J. Fox over and over again. Now we're to a theater department. I think it's an audition. I'm not really sure what this is, but this young lady on stage singing her heart out. And I know this actress. You know what? You know what I'm do, guys? I'm actually going to look at the cast. Oh, whoa, it looks like Keanu Reeves in there. I think Michael J. Fox is also wearing Adidas. Whenever they want to show a pretentious artistic type, they always put a blazer with a turtleneck underneath it. And as an artistic pretentious type, I have to tell you, I've only worn a, t- a turtleneck with a blazer like one time. <laughs> I was going to say I've never done it until I realized I've done it. But th- this was like the go to look like, oh, let's make sure let's make it seem like he's snooty. And especially in the 80s, the 80s was just where the birth of every single type of trope was born. Like, I mean, John Hughes, oh my goodness, his hands are hairy already. Michael J. Fox's hands are hairy already. He's he's already a teen wolf? Wait, did I miss some part of the movie? I feel like I missed something because he's just teen wolfing right now. I thought the other girl was his girlfriend, but now this young lady who's singing on the stage, Michael J. Fox is hitting on her and saying he has a van. And, oh, the 45-year-old man who took the ball from Michael J. Fox, I learned these characters' names, is now picking up the girl who was singing on stage. And they are the quintessential hot girl, do-what-jean-jacket couple. The guy, he, has, he even has his arm around her. He's doing that laugh. <laughs> you know, and he cuffs her butt as he walks away. Man, 80s bullies were like, I, if anybody was a teenager in the act to ask somebody who was a teenager in the 80s, were the bullies really this, like, violent? Because they were beating people up there, trying to kill you in the woods. Their girlfriends look like supermodels. Like, I mean, if I was like that, I'd probably be just as mean. This dude with the glasses again that has a cigarette in his mouth. I haven't learned his character's names. The one who had the shirt on before that said, uh, life sucks and then you die, which is hilarious. Okay, Teen Wolf cast. Oh, wow. So the name is Stalinsky. Okay, so these characters are named after the same characters from the reboot, which I probably should have known. But uh, to be fair, I didn't remember this because I saw the, the original when I was a kid. 
on a on a Sunday afternoon while also running around. So, oh, he's trying to. Oh, okay. Stalinsky, the dude with the "Life Sucks and You Die" shirt from before, was trying to buy liquor from the store, and I guess was turned down. The guy who plays the coach is still alive. Good. The coach is hilarious. He might be my favorite person in this whole movie. Okay, Lori Griffith is the young lady who is the singer um, with the boyfriend. Okay, whatever. I'll figure out that name so you guys can follow along. Dads in the 80s were always, I mean, again, they're born out of the 50s, 60s, and 70s. So, of course, they're very much like, you know, you know, son, but not with the, without the warmth. I know there was a couple of shows where, like, the dads were, like, warm and welcoming to their sons. But for the most part, they just, they didn't even make an effort to try and understand them. It's like every dad in the 80s was, like, from Vietnam. Every dad in the 90s was a buffoon. But every dad in the 80s was, like, they weren't as hard-nosed as, like, Archie Bunker from the 70s. But dads in the 80s were just like... Yeah, you know, you got to get a job and maybe you should uh, come work down at the store. That's what it was. They were trying to get their kids to work down at the store. Come work down at the store. You know, go to my alma mater, all that good stuff. Michael J. Fox and Styles were just heading out. Styles tried to buy liquor. It's turned down. So I, I'm digging Styles' outfits, though. Styles has his red pants on, blue shirt, and this like burgundy jacket that's ripped up. I'm digging it, man. I know he's not the cool guy, but as an, I, listen, I've never been cool, so I don't know what cool people wear, but. Okay, sunglasses at night is, is trying too hard, but everything else is cool. His shirt says obnoxious something. They also just said that someone was caught in a vacuum cleaner. It was a man's part. I guess it's his boy who's not going. Okay, so they're coming back again to Tony's Liquor to try and buy this booze. Very super bad vibes. If you don't know that movie, it's with Jonah Hill and Michael Cera. It's from the early 2000s about two kids who try to buy beer. Oh, goodness. He bought a, okay, so Styles bought a water gun. They're going to try and hold up the liquor store? Okay. Why was I watching these shows as a kid? Seriously, where were my parents? I know I said it before in the Gigapets episode that 90s kids were not raised by their parents, but I'm doubling down on that because seriously, where were my parents? This is madness. Okay, so thankfully Michael J. Fox, cooler heads have prevailed. Michael J. Fox took the water gun that Styles was going to use to hold up the liquor store, do it in the the van, in his van. And he's going to go in there and I guess just use that Michael J. Fox charm to, (laughs) to, to get this to work, I guess? Okay, also back in the 80s, first of all, there's a a woman who looks like she's going to like, I don't know, like a 1940s corporate party. Oh, and the guy behind the counter at the liquor store is an older gentleman. It's just funny to see a man with a bow tie and a sweater and button down shirt working behind (laughs) the liquor store. Like this is not even I mean, liquor stores are just they're so like get in, get out, you know. I feel like for the most part, unless you're like some college student, you uh you're just kind of embarrassed. Whoa, Michael J. Fox's eyes are glowing bright red as he's talking to this old man saying, give me a keg of beer, which I think is borderline. Is it like a threat? Michael J. Fox is wilding right now. Okay, so the old man gave him the keg of beer because Michael J. Fox's eyes turned bright red and he was like, give me a keg of beer. That's literally what just happened. I should do voice acting. Let me write that down somewhere. I'm going to start doing voice acting. So Michael J. Fox explained what happened. He said, so give me a keg and gave him a keg. Back to before, liquor stores are something where you get in and get out now. I feel like nobody really hangs out in there and is like, oh, look, you know, unless you're in college or it's your birthday. So it's just funny to see like, you know, a man behind the, the cashier with like a bow tie and a sweater looking regal like, hello, how you doing? What kind of booze would you like today? So Michael J. Fox is not with the girl from that he was walking with after the game he was complaining about. I thought it was his girlfriend. Her name is Boof, which is weird. I think that's a nickname. Pamela Wells is the gorgeous blonde girl who has the uh, tool boyfriend. So Michael J. Fox is playing a dangerous game because he wants to go to this party and he wants to hit on Pamela Wells. And you know that uh, because it's the 80s, the boyfriend with the denim jacket is going to try and give him a knuckle sandwich. Styles just threw uh, their third friend out the car. I don't know who the third friend is. Lewis, maybe? I don't know. Anyway. So Michael J. Fox and Styles, Styles is doing the whole wardrobe change again, wearing a uh, a Hawaiian shirt and uh, those blinder sunglasses, and he's climbing on top of the van. Okay, it's a wonder that anybody lived through the '80s. I mean, never mind the rampant drug use, but goodness, this kid's just on top of the van, and you're not going to tell me that kids didn't see or teenagers didn't see this in Teen Wolf and not try to duplicate it. Because right now I'm sitting there thinking. I wonder if I can climb on top of my on top of my car and just start jamming out to Surfing USA. Also, I wouldn't want to do that. Is this supposed to be fun? I know this kid. Just, I'm like maybe because of my father. This just seems very dangerous. 
Like this child should not be on top of this van dancing around to this. Where he just had flip flops on. Where did shoes go? Continuity in the eighties, gentlemen, ladies and gentlemen. Continuity in the eighties. Also, wait. Okay, so now Styles is on top of Michael J. Fox's van, and they're playing Surfing USA. Michael J. Fox, who is now have, who now has pointy ears. What are we doing? What are we doing with this? Is it like I? It, it, it's just. It's so weird. These things are like he had furry hands before. He has like. He, like, I would, okay, if I start changing that drastically, I'm not going, first of all, I'm not going to my coach. I know it's the 80s, so he can't go to his dad because his dad's like, we should work in my shop. No matter what happens, he's like, dad, I think I got a girl pregnant. Well, you should work in my shop, dad, but I don't know if I love her. Go work in my shop, dad, please. <laughs> go work in my shop. Pull up to the house. Okay, maybe, I don't know, maybe the, the 80s were different because I've been to many, many house parties and I don't remember everybody dancing on the front lawn while like hanging string lights on, especially when my parents were away. There's a TV outside of the front lawn. I think, you know, it's a movie. Mike, it's a movie. You're, you're looking way too into It's called Teen Wolf. Why, why, why am I, where's the line for me? No, 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 no. Fine. He wants to turn into a wolf slowly, but surely. Okay, I can accept that. These teenagers dancing on the front lawn while the parents are away. Okay, now now you now you've pushed me a bridge too far. Now I don't know if I can come back. I you had me and I was with you and you lost me. Michael J. Fox pushing past these extras desperate for some camera time, uh, looking for Pamela Wells, the blonde girl who was singing on the stage before. I hope you're keeping up with all this because um there's really not much going on. He's just trying to go to a party to impress a girl, which I think was like half of the stuff in the 80s. That's half of that's half of life. That's half of life. <laughs> People people going places hoping to oppress somebody long enough that they will hang out with them. Not even relationship-wise, just in general. That is literally the towel of life. You just want to go places, hope to impress somebody long enough to want to hang out with you. Friends, coworkers, bosses, whatever. Wow, Pamela Wells with the quick denial. That's another thing. Okay, and here comes Wolf. Your name is Wolf. Okay, there's a clear reason why they made Wolf a brunette and Pamela Wells blonde, like... Anytime that there was any kind of blonde girl in movies in the 80s, it was like, yeah, she was the object of affection. Every now and then you have a brunette. They are clearly painting the picture that he should just settle for the brunette. Another, that dude in the, okay, they just passed by a dude. <laughs> Styles was so excited to bring a keg to the party. There's like 10 of them already. The guy who just pointed them where the keg should go. Okay, why was I watching this as a kid? They're wrestling in whipped cream. Well, there's really nothing, there's nothing sexy about this. It's a guy and a girl. It just looks gross more than anything. It's like two people fighting mayonnaise. Styles, is Styles the life of the party? I'm confused because they make him seem like he's a loser in some scenes, but then he's cool in other scenes. Maybe he's just obnoxious. But Styles uh, tried to pass by a dude who was legitimately balding in one of the scenes. There's Chubby, I guess. Were the 80s also very smoky? Because everything is always very smoky and cloudy in the 80s. I'm assuming that's, I thought for a second, I just still saw a credit popping on the screen. Styles is killing me. That his arm around a random blonde girl, but they literally act like Styles was a loser before. Both the girl who likes Michael J. Fox with a crazy amount of shoulder pads. Okay. And now we're doing jello wrestling. <laughs> Styles dancing with this cup of jello. I've I've been to parties where like silly games break out, you know, silly we'll call them silly games. I don't remember a master of ceremonies per se. But they're gonna, you know what? Maybe, maybe it was me. I don't know. I'm gonna give myself credit for that. I was, oh wow, Styles. Okay, Styles dumping the jello down a girl's shirt. She's wooing to this, and Chubbs picks her up. Okay, they're playing a game where they have to wrestle somebody. Pamela Wells gets Michael J. Fox, who looks sweaty and tired because it's turning into a wolf and doesn't know why. And they're taking names out of a hat while a girl in a corset plays. Okay, so, okay, let me see. So it's like, Okay, so they pick the girls' names out of the hat. The girls have the guys' names on a piece of paper. Buff lied because Pamela Wells had Scott, but rolled her eyes. So Buff said she had Scott. Buff is the brunette. Oh, it's seven minutes in heaven. Mike, come on. Get to, obviously, it's an 80s movie. What else would it be? They're going to stand in there awkwardly and talk. Scott, just go. I mean, Scott, just don't lie. Don't be that guy. Lies are hooking up with a girl. Just go in there and be like, hey, Buff, and if you don't hook up, don't hook You know, just be honest. You guys are friends. Styles still is the life of the party, bowing now for shoving his two friends into a closet. Um, seven minutes in heaven. <laughs> it's such a, like, what, like what in the world? I wish it was. An, I wish it was an opposite of that. Called seven minutes in hell. 
where you and someone you don't like go into like a field. We have to reverse every part of it. So you go into a field and you guys just start fighting with each other. That fits fight. You start arguing the entire time for seven minutes. And the whole the whole party is just comes with a dead stop. And everyone wonders why we're playing this. Gratuitous drug usage at this party. Styles is now full on Kevin Bacon and Footloose just pumping his fist and jumping around. Now I think this is a guy dressed as a girl. So they're doing truth or dare now? Oh, whatever. We're back to Michael J. Fox and Boof, his friend, in the closet. Now, Michael J. Fox is in love with Pamela Wells, the blonde girl. Boof, of course, is just his friend. And they are now making out, because of course they are. What is it really to do? This other couple is still on the floor, writhing around in whipped cream. I don't understand the, the, the point of this party, to be honest with you. I'm actually a little bit confused. I'm also actually waiting for this movie to start, because it kind of just is happening Oh, Mick is also Pamela Wells' uh, boyfriend, the one with the denim on, who's clear. Yes, chest hair. My man is, he's either a super senior or he's her father. Like, he is way too old to be in this movie. Michael J. Fox is now, oh, whoa. Michael J. Fox got too handsy with Buff, but I guess it's because animal instincts were kicking in. Styles, who has pushed his friends into this uncomfortable situation, is outside saying that, you know, it's kind of quiet in the closet, which is what a good friend would do, put you on blast. As the crowd cheers. That seems a little uncomfortable because Michael J. Fox got very handsy because of his wolf persona. Okay. So, <laughs> oh my goodness. Wow. Buff has claw marks on her back from Michael J. Fox. Okay. And so, this movie, I don't really know what we're supposed to be gaining from any of this other than the fact that Howard's Hardware, man, dad's just, in the, in the 80s, they were just, Howard's Hardware. Richie and Sons, Big Mike's House of Family stuff. You know, they had a name of their name. Yeah, there's no plot to this story yet. Michael J. Fox is just kind of running around, like him and his friends. I mean, I guess Teen Wolf. What did I, what did I expect? You know what? Since I'm watching it, the lens, <laughs> the dad has now turned the TV. <laughs> Sorry. Movie dads, oblivious, oblivious to anything and everything. The per- like Michael J. Fox that came in leaking blood, being, and now he has wolf teeth. He could have been passing out dying. And Michael J. Fox is like freaking out. The dad's just like, oh, what's going on there, Scott? Scott is Michael J. Fox's name in this movie. The dirtiest Adidas I've ever seen in my life. And I've seen Adidas at like thrift stores or at garage sales or on the side of the road. So we don't know why Michael J. Fox has become a werewolf. Okay, I'm sure they're going to tell us later on. We also don't know what the point of this movie is because he's just becoming a werewolf. Oh, he's becoming a teen wolf now. I think we have full transformation, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah, this is... These prosthetics are visual effects in the 80s, man. It's like that weird 80s thing where they, like, do kind of cuts. Nice, full on werewolf. He has a hairy face and everything. And they do, like, quick cuts and quick edits, and they kind of, like, you know, shoot around, and then they have, like, little, like, bubble-up parts under the, under the surface. It's like what they did in, like, The Thing and, like, you know, other transformation movies. But I'm sure at the time people were like, whoa, look at these special effects. He looks so cool. So now the dad is trying to get in the the bathroom to figure out, Michael J. Fox, what is all this noise up here? Why are you howling? What is this? Wow. And he's giving the, oh, now he's trying to be an understanding father saying, you know, I'll understand and everything. Yeah, like your father would absolutely understand you becoming a wolf. Like the father, I'm assuming, thinks that there's some sort of um, situation happening with Michael J. Fox that they can talk through as men, probably down at the shop because he wants them to work there. Oh, is he, he's opening the door. Michael J. Fox is opening the door for his father. Very crazy. I mean, he has a face full of hair. He looks like a wolf. Like the 1950s like, classic Boris Karloff type wolf. Oh, wow. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. The dad is a werewolf also. Huh. Wow. <laughs> okay, so the dad is also a werewolf. Wow. Did not know that. Wait, wow, wow. Okay, huh. This is still very weird that this movie, I feel like this movie just is just going. It's just happening. I don't even, I feel like it's just happening to me and no one is helping me. The people are walking by as a movie is just happening and they're letting it happen. So Michael J. Fox and his dad are both werewolves and it's, this is blowing my mind. I, I didn't expect because Michael J. Fox is like, no, dad, you can't come in here. You can't come in here. And the dad's like, you might be surprised. And he's just like an older dad werewolf. So obviously the father knows about this. This is hilarious to me. This is absolutely hilarious. I'm not laughing because, you know, I don't want to pop out the speakers because apparently 
Brian's editing software for uh, my producer for um, a podcast runs off of happiness. So if you're too happy while recording it, the whole thing explodes. And, you know, if you record it with sadness, they say a demon gets its horns. So, you know, it's a reverse effect of, uh, of It's a Wonderful Life. Okay, the father is now... <laughs> this is amazing that the dad just knew that Michael J. Fox was going to become a werewolf. I absolutely love that. That is fantastic. That's really fantastic. Michael J. Fox is afraid he's going to be killing chickens and stealing babies in the middle of the night, which I don't know if that's a werewolf or a vampire or just a straight up criminal, but I don't think that's what happens. I know the, the moon thing is what goes on. The dad saying werewolves are people just like anyone else. Wait, so the werewolf, okay, he's saying the werewolf is a part of you, but it doesn't change what you are inside. So he doesn't become feral when he's a werewolf. He's just a regular person still. Like it's just superpowers. Like, I'm, cause the dad just said the dad is also a werewolf. So the dad used to, the dad is killing me now. He's just, he's just so low key. He's killing me. He's hilarious. So the dad just said that the werewolf doesn't change who you are on the inside. So, and the werewolves are people too. Is this like a thing? No, this can't be like a cultural thing that they're trying to use this as a, an analog or metaphor or whatever. Oh, Pamela Wells, who has been turning him down right and left because of her 45-year-old boyfriend, is now looking at Michael J. Fox like, there's something different about you. Uh, Buff, who he hooked up with in the closet, is like right next to Pamela. Did they segregate these, these lockers based on girls and boys? Really? I don't... Well, I said really to no one in particular, just myself. But Buff, to be fair, you have that haircut like you're a mom from the 1950s. Like she has a bob, or like 70s. She has a bob haircut. She looks like Laverne and Shirley, both of them. So I don't know. I guess he doesn't get Pharaoh. He doesn't become Pharaoh. Okay, Styles with these sunglasses indoors has now just become like a lot. He's a lot. It's like somebody told the actor, okay, you're like the cool, obnoxious party friend. And he was like, well, sunglasses. And they're like, well, no, there's more. <laughs> there's more to things than sunglasses. And he's like, no, 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 sunglasses. Sunglasses is what I'm going to do. And it's like, well, what about like, you know, your personality? What about, you know, your inflections? What about, you know, your, even your, your facial reactions? He's like, I think I told you guys sunglasses and I don't know why you're still talking to me. Michael J. Fox is now, I, again, guys, I'm so sorry. I don't know what the plot of this movie is. Other than that, he's a teenager who's turned into a wolf already. The wolf was, I mean, I, I know it's only an hour and a half movie, but this is just, that was a very fast transformation for me. First of all, I, I hope I hope when I become a werewolf, which I plan on half happening, when I become a werewolf, the first thing I'm going to do is um, go howl at the moon. I don't know why that had this even happened yet. Okay, seriously, they have both dressed like she's like his his guidance counselor. She has a sweater around her shoulder. I know that was popular, but but I thought it was for the preppy rich kids. Like both, I don't think is pop, is rich. I think she's just his friend. If this was nowadays, and this was like a Disney remake of Teen Wolf, she'd have like a silly hat on. Because in Disney remake, somebody just always has a silly hat. That's like, the, that's the indicator that they're the whimsical friend. Michael J. Fox is literally just, <laughs> I got to backwards for the microphone. He's just, he is just, Michael J. Fox is just like convulsing and moaning and sweating this movie. He's just convulsing, sweating, and moaning through this movie. The, the, the teacher asks him to come to the, to the board, the blackboard. And like to write something and he's just, he's just sweating and like shaking and he's uh, running like a spaz through the hallway. He is using such physicality. It's crazy. He just, he did a pratfall. Michael J. Fox is doing fantastic physical comedy with this, but he is, he's just doing so much in, in any instant where there's even like the slight hint of him starting to transform or, or, or to any degree. He just, he just, he starts just like moving. It's cra- It's crazy. There's like, I haven't seen this. First of all, I guess, okay. I always forget that it's from a different time. It's kind of like when, you know, whenever I was talking like this movie's like, ah, meow, see, what are you going to do? Come on now, oh, come off it. That's because they were usually stage actors and they were trained in a medium that was different. Okay, Mr. Thorne is now behind him again. Mr. Thorne is the uh, the dude who was dressed as a president before. Michael J. Fox. <laughs> so anyway, Michael J. Fox is doing so much physical comedy. Like just so much. It's crazy. He's moving his hands around. He's wetting his face. He's flailing around in the water. Like, okay. So I think Mr. Thorne is like the principal and he's just trying to catch Michael J. Fox. Michael J. Fox's hands were turning into claws again and he like ran away and then it's like, oh, ran to the bathroom. 
but he's fine now. Some kid, when he walked in, was like drawing on the window, drawing on the mirror with marker. They, yeah, that's why there's graffiti. Graffiti only came from the 80s. It's only a holdover now because in the 80s it started. Like, you, you're not going to convince me otherwise. Graffiti was definitely from the 80s because when I was in the 90s and I'd be in like all, like all these different like you know schools or whatever, there was always kids. Oh, Mr. Thorne found a piece of hair. Is Mr. Thorne a villain? Is there a villain? Is there any conflict here? Because it seems like he's just trying to... I don't, I, don't, I don't know what they're doing in this movie. Michael J. Fox is just nervously following Styles around, trying to like not show that he's becoming a werewolf. It's, <laughs> now, that's a movie I want to see. Like a dude is just like, mm, so, <clears throat> sorry. The, uh, <clears throat> sorry. I'm, <clears throat> the, uh, anybody want any blood? <laughs> it's like, sir, sir, are you becoming... Are you becoming a werewolf? No, 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 no. Of course, not me. A werewolf? No, no, no. My grandfather was a werewolf. Not me, not me. Uh, I'm a regular human being. <laughs> sir, you're... Sir, I'm sorry. You're, you're wincing like a dog, and I just think you're becoming a werewolf. No. No. Now I just became Scooby-Doo. The point is, oh my goodness, he just turned to a werewolf. As I just did that whole shtick, Michael J. Fox just turned into a werewolf. Styles, okay, him and Styles are in a garage. And Michael J. Fox, as Styles is looking for God knows what now, Michael J. Fox just turned into a werewolf. And very, okay, I feel like Styles is going to react like, like this horrified person for a second and then just go instantly into Styles mode. Yep, there it is. So Styles is now trying to figure this out. Because instead of being afraid that his friend is a beast who has hair all over his body and teeth and claws and could possibly maim him, he's just like, can you turn into this whenever you want? Because he's, yep, Styles is amazing. Styles is fantastic. He calls him beautiful. Because that's a true friend. I was just sitting here doing that whole shtick about how Michael J. Fox was trying to not... <laughs> what can a Teen Wolf do? They just said Teen Wolf. What can Teen... Oh, they're looking for drugs. What can a Teen Wolf do? So they're in the... Uh, they're in the garage looking for the stash of... The icky. The stickiest of the icky. And Michael J. Fox is like, hey, a Teen Wolf can sniff out drugs. I feel like they're just making him into a dog. Because the dog whistle, Michael J. Fox wants Styles to keep it a secret. Styles, who was yelling that his best friend was in a closet, is clearly not going to keep this a secret. Styles can barely contain himself right now. He's giggling. He's like, he's sweating like Michael J. Fox was this entire movie. He's like, man, we're going to turn this into something monstrous. Because, of course, what did you think was going to happen? Hey, my friend who loves attention and loves being out there and seen in the world is not going to see that I have this special talent and not immediately exploit it. Styles might as well be Zach Morris. Because he's like, how can we make a buck out of this? Also, why were kids in the 80s? I mean, yes, I get it now. It's different. Why were kids in the 80s so obsessed with trying to make a buck? Like, were they, all their parents broke? Because they said they had decent houses and cars. I don't know where this, this, like, this need to make money comes from. And Buff is there playing basketball against uh, Scott's dad, Michael J. Fox's dad. Buff is the girl, of course, who looks like somebody's aunt. Like, her hairstyle, her, like, she's wearing khakis with, she's wearing so much pastel. And it's like a sweater vest attached to a button down with denim over it. There's so many layers to this. It's so many layers. It's like a Martin Scorsese movie. Oh, man. Brian, put in, a, put in something there. Like, There's so many layers to it. You would think it was a cake. Anyway, so I'm stuck on trying to figure out this movie. Also, it's clearly not a horror movie. So this was not <laughs> good for Halloween. I mean, I know it's supposed to be a watch along, but I'm telling you guys right now. I don't know if there's much more I can watch with this because there's nothing happening. There's, li- there's literally n- like the big reveal of him becoming like, if I'm coming out like, I'm a werewolf, guys, was like, okay, which is pretty much what I had. So I'm going to do part two some other time. I'm going to cut this off at 45 minutes. So we'll leave it there. Buff is clearly in love with Michael J. Fox. Michael J. Fox is talking about another girl. High school, am I right? To be fair, though, Buff is wearing mom jeans, and this is not 2022, so mom jeans are not cool. Or is that, is that gone already? Okay, now they're reminiscing about how they were kids. I, I I really don't know where this movie is going. I feel like it just got away from me. If there was a point in this movie, then I missed it. No, there, there's not. I've been watching this entire time very, very, very astutely. Okay, so <laughs> why did I like Teen Wolf so far? I think because, because it was Michael J. Fox, and it was on TV. It was a Sunday afternoon or Saturday afternoon, depending on, you know, what, depending on what day it was. That's how afternoons work. That's just regular time. You know what I mean? You know how time works. I'll explain it to you. I also love Michael J. Fox to this day. Uh, I used to watch Spin City, which was a show that I should not have been watching at my age, but we did anyway because, you know, it is what it is. I, you know, I just, 
I don't dislike this movie. Don't get it wrong. Don't get me wrong by me being confused by the fact that there's no plot. I just don't know what I'm supposed to gain from any of this. Like, it doesn't seem like there's anything wrong. Like, anytime that there seems like there's about to be a situation where it's like, oh, it's about to implode or something's going to happen, it's easily fixed. So, like, for example, the dad is like, oh, listen, listen, I know, listen, just just open the door. As Michael J. Fox has transformed and is in the bathroom and you think, oh, the dad's going to freak out or the dad's going to, like, call pest control or something silly or whatever have you. Nope, the dad just, you know, Michael J. Fox opens the door and the dad's also a werewolf. You think, okay, he's in the hallway running because he has claws for hands and he ran out of class and he's like trying to hide from like, you know, Mr. Thorne, who I guess is the authority figure of the entire school, maybe the universe. I don't know how it works here. And he goes in the bathroom and Mr. Thorne is like, let me see your hands, which is a very normal thing for a teacher to ask a student to do. Show me, show me your hands right now before I break them off, which is exactly what was said to me on my first day of elementary school. It's crazy. It was a crazy day. Michael J. Fox shows Mr. Thorne his hands, no claws. And then the last one was Styles. Styles, who's made a big deal about Michael J. Fox and his other friend, who he knows likes Michael J. Fox, the girl, Boof. Boof and Michael J. Fox were put into a closet by Styles. And Styles is still like, whoa, I can't believe they kissed. Why would she not shoot her shot there? That's insane. And so Styles, <laughs> like, overacts or like is blown up about things immediately, just reacts like, oh. Okay, so you're a werewolf. We can use this for something monstrous. Get it? Because he's a monster. Do you do you get it? Do you do you get it? So I mean, I don't know. I know I said I'll do a part two, but let me just be honest with you guys. I'm probably not gonna finish this movie <laughs> because I kind of this. There's that's enough. I mean, listen. How about this? We do a homework assignment. If anybody who listens to this podcast finishes Teen Wolf, then um, then thank you. That's that's it. I'm not to a level where I'm giving you guys anything yet. But don't worry. In the future, when we have on our thousandth episode, when we have special guests, uh, as we're doing watch-alongs or we're playing with toys or whatever it is that we do, which I think I'm going to get to toys next week. I think I'm going to dig out my lights out. I'm going to do that. Or quiz whiz. I'm going to do one of those instead. I'm going to do this, a more hands-on one, like the GigaPet one. Oh, no. I know what I'll do next week. Next week, we're going to do Pogs. Um, but let's wrap up this episode before we go. Put a bow on it. Yeah, so there was really no conflict. So... So now let's just let's wrap it up asking three questions. These are the actual questions that I should be asking, and I never do. Where is the franchise now? Okay, well, Teen Wolf is actually coming back again with the rebooted cast from 2011, continuing on with the legacy of their own kids. They didn't refer to the Michael J. Fox one or the sequel with Jason Bateman much. I don't think they ever did because the characters had the same names. So Michael J. Fox was Scott, and then Tyler Posey was also Scott. So it was it was really a reboot. But the newer one that's coming, out, I think, it's a TV movie or something. Because everything is TV movies, so they can use an IP to then make a buck off of it at lower budget and just put on the streaming services for content quotas. So it's still around. Team Wolf is still popular. Of course, I'm going to watch it because I loved the 2011 series. Um, what was my last interaction with this subject? Hmm, my last interaction with Team Wolf was watching the trailer at Comic-Con that was released. This Michael J. Fox one, though, my last interaction with this particular one might have been <laughs> whenever Channel 11 became WB. And stopped doing show, movies on Saturdays. So maybe mid-90s. Um, it was literally always on. Or maybe TBS or whatever it was. And now let's ask, why did I like it? And if I still do. Or does it hold up or whatever you want to call it. Again, I already answered that. Loved Michael J. Fox. Also loved the stuff from the 80s. Still do. But does it hold up now? I kind of need a plot or I need something to happen. I know there's hangout movies. Trust me. I absolutely know that. I feel like there's even, there's a lot of shows that are hangout shows. Like, for example... It's Always Sunny is clearly a hangout show. You don't need to really like sit there and focus on the episode because, yeah, there's plots very loosely, but like it's mostly about them being silly, the cast or the characters being silly, and then some weird resolution that isn't really a resolution. So there are hangout shows and there's hangout movies as well where you just kind of put it on the back. Like I think The Other Guys with uh, Will Ferrell and uh, Mark Wahlberg is a very chill hangout movie. Yeah, there's a couple action scenes, but they're very quick and it's more of a movie or even Step Brothers. They're both movies that are very like hangouty and, um, I think this movie, if I was a teenager in the 80s, I would have loved it. As a kid in the 90s, of course I do. He turns into a werewolf. It's silly. It's lighthearted. So it's not as scary as like Freddy Krueger or Jason, which we were also watching at the time. And it was like, nobody was like, we couldn't, we could, there was no way to suss out, you know, what we could watch that was, you know, fun and friendly and what we didn't because TV stations were just like, all right, kids shows are on in the afternoon. Okay, it's done. Now put on some movie or some weird like 
violent. Like, why am I watching New York Undercover at like eight years old? Why am I watching Homicide Life on the Street? How did I know what the word homicide meant at age six? Like, what? Why am I watching these shows? So Teen Wolf was a reprieve because it was like, okay, at least it's just a kid being silly or whatever Michael J. Fox was at the time. So I liked it because it was Michael J. Fox and because it was light and breezy. Does it still hold up? Absolutely not. I just don't think it does. I know there's somebody out there who's like, what? It's from the 80s. I'm sorry, guys. I'm so sorry to spoil it for you. But there's a lot of stuff from the 80s, even though I love the 80s, that just were not good creations. I mean, we hold the ones that were fantastic and like in high regard. Your Ghostbusters, your Back to the Futures. You know, those are amazing movies. Your Terminators, your Aliens. But for all of those, there was, you know, I there was a, a Garbage Pail Kids. There was... Mac and me. You know what I mean? There was there was a lot of movies in the eight. Okay. And even, I'm sorry, guys, there was Mannequin 2. Mannequin 1? Okay. I'll let it rock. Mannequin 2? Absolutely not. So I think this is one of those movies from the 80s that was harmless. It was, a, it was clearly a massive hit because they made a sequel and it's Michael J. Fox. So I'm sure it was a massive hit. And 80s audiences were clearly less sophisticated. So they didn't really care because they just wanted to see actors they knew in different projects where they were kind of the same people. So Michael J. Fox being Michael J. Fox, that nervous energy, that like, that kind of anxious and then kind of also charismatic, like effortlessly charismatic. That's one thing I'm noticing. Styles is trying out very hard in this show, in this movie, but Michael J. Fox just has effortless charisma. Even with his sweating and his moaning and his bustling around, he is phenomenal. So um, yeah, I like it because I like Michael J. Fox and, you know, doesn't necessarily hold up, but it is what it is. I never have to watch it again. Maybe I'll do a part two sometime, someday, but I'm going to be honest with you guys, I'm probably not. So let's watch let's watch along and stop it right there. I think I've seen enough. Thank you. But yes, next episode, we will get to Pogs. We're going to, I might actually have somebody come in and join me on that episode. I don't make a lot of promises during these outros, but hey, listen, I'm called Nefarious for a reason. All right. Nobody who's ever been called the nefarious was a straight shooter all the time. Plus, I lived a surprise. Who just wants the same? Not me. Nobody wants the same in this life. So I make it my mission to be the creator of chaos because you're tuning in, expecting one thing, you get another thing. Bam. You know what I mean? But anyway, I've rambled and ranted enough. I have been Mike A. Sims. This has been Why Did I Like It? And I will see you on the flip side of humanity. Humanity.